Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and we have Shyler from B1029, and we're recapping and discussing some of the big entertainment stories from the week of August 28th, 2023. And, you know, with the official end of summer, well, actually the unofficial end of summer happening over the Labor Day weekend, uh, we'll, we'll actually talk about some of the, the stories from the week, but we're going to kind of almost recap some of the big things from the summer that had happened. And so let, let's start with, start with some house cleaning things, some things that before we get into our little recap here, uh, Tom Brady, arena, shake Bradley Cooper. Yes. I said Bradley Cooper because we all know we've talked about it. Tom Brady, arena, shake have been seen together on multiple occasions. It's kind of unofficial official that the two are in some sort of relationship, but just two weeks ago, Arena Sheikh, Bradley Cooper, seen together in Italy with their six-year-old daughter. And there were some photos that the Daily Mail got a hold of that, you know, it looked like Arena and Bradley, you know, were all smiles. You see Bradley helping Arena in and out of a boat. Um, at one point, they're at lunch, and it looks like he has his hand over her shoulder. So, yeah, is, is Arena Bradley really over? Because we've seen it before with Arena and Bradley Cooper that you know they're together then they kind of break up then they get back together then they kind of break up and again they have the six-year-old daughter so you know there's always going to be that um but then you got tom brady that's kind of just left out over here in left field and so what is what does tom have to say about all this well an insider told us weekly quote tom has no idea if arena is still seeing bradley but it's really none of his business Tom and Arena aren't in a committed relationship, so she's free to see anybody she likes. Does that go for the same for Tom Brady? I would think so. I would but, think so too. Yeah. So okay, they're not in a committed relationship. Okay, we we I guess we know that. Um, and I think Arena Bradley obviously still committed to raising their six-year-old daughter in a co-parenting sort of thing, but. You know, we see Tom, we see Arena, we think, oh, okay, Arena's moved on, but it doesn't really seem like that's the case now. It's it's weird because, you know, we when we first reported on the Tom Brady Arena Shake, um, kind of spotting, I guess, like when they were spotted out, um, there was reports of Bradley Cooper being immensely jealous. Yeah. So I don't know if like this is a big public spectacle. Like he's trying to make it a big deal just to be like, mm, eh, take that Tom Brady, you know, like a, like an ego thing. Or if, cause to me, it's like, if you're going to co-parent and, and, you know, be able to give your child a healthy co-parenting situation, why, why put it on social media to this degree? Like right. it seems like a little like salt in the wound kind of thing. But this is, I will say, I have a lot of respect for Tom Brady or at least Tom Brady's camp for this like response statement because it is right. perfect. It is oh, it's yeah. so mature and put together and that is and it's and it's healthy, which I think might work against Bradley Cooper. Cause this to me is very it's like a spectacle. I mean, yeah. Arena, if she's single, she's free to do whatever she wants and be with whomever she wants and and go wherever she wants. But I don't I don't know. I just I just wonder if if Bradley got a little butt hurt because 
like she wasn't his anymore because that's what like the sources said that he was he was really insecure because Tom Brady is like this perfect husband father figure and and that's not something he'd been good at. So I don't right. know. Yeah, and look, Arena also which was interesting, Arena posted some topless photos. I mean, obviously she's covering her bits, but but she was there with Bradley posing for all those photos that she put on her own Instagram and she yeah. titled it Rocky Summer cuz I obviously she's putting she's she's posing on like rocky for, formations. Yeah. But it kind of makes you wonder after seeing those photos that Arena posted on her own personal Instagram knowing that we now know that Bradley was there you know, while she was taking those photos, whether he's the one that took them or whatever the story may be behind those photos. But now it kind of makes you wonder, well, maybe Arena isn't quite over Bradley. I mean, I think they've got that kind of relationship that they never will be. I don't think they'll ever be over each other. They've been together for, you know, so long. They've broken up, gotten back together multiple times. It's It might be one of those relationships where they'll always maybe find their way back to one another. Mm Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder that, you know, after Arena and Bradley had, I mean, they 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 broke up in 19. You know, Tom recently divorced from Giselle Bunchen. Mm-hmm. And so maybe Arena kind of took that opportunity to be like, you know what, let me see. Let me, let me just see if the grass is greener or if there is something else out there. And maybe after being with Tom for this time, realizing, eh, kind of still miss Bradley. Could be. Very well could be. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen Tom with anyone else outside of Arena, so. That's true. But you're you're right. That is a very good response to Bradley and Arena and their six-year-old daughter all vacationing together in Italy. Um, so I know, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll watch this one to see if, if Tom and Arena are going to get back together, if the Tom Arena thing is over. If Rena and Bradley are going to get back together, so many questions as yeah. we move into move into fall. Okay, um, we've talked about this before, um, but a new allegation of sexual assault is uh, facing Nick Carter. A new lawsuit was filed on Monday uh, from a woman in Pennsylvania who claimed, when she was 15, that Nick Carter sexually assaulted her on multiple occasions in 2003. And at that time, Carter was 22, 23 at the time. Now, the victim is identified as A.R. I, I don't know if those are her initials or, or what. But anyway, uh, she claims that Nick um, raped her on his yacht. Um, oh also, um, allegedly knowingly had drugs and alcohol provided to her, even though he allegedly knew she was a minor. But I, I guess this wasn't the first time this happened again on a bus and then again on, a, I guess, a different boat. This is all, again, around 2003 on multiple occasions. Now, if you remember last December, uh, Shannon Shea Ruth filed a lawsuit against Nick or Nick Carter, uh, claiming that he allegedly sexually assaulted her on a tour bus in Washington State back in February of 2001. And yeah. at the time, she was 17. So, uh, yeah, the... the there's this is I believe the third because there was another there was a singer that that also uh, claimed the same thing but I guess with statute limitations it was I guess she couldn't file yeah I the story is but anyway 
Now, uh, Nick Carter's lawyer, uh, Dale Hayes Jr., released a statement to uh, Las Vegas news station KLAS saying, quote, Nick is pleased with AR's recent filing, and it will ensue or ensure that all of the current known cons- co-conspirators will be brought to justice together. Anyone covering these ridiculous claims should know that when AR first accused Nick Carter almost two decades ago, the authorities listened and thoroughly investigated and then informed AR that her allegations were meritless. In fact, at the conclusion of the police investigation to AR's claims, law enforcement concluded that AR could herself have been charged with a crime. Subsequently, in a separate incident, AR was threatened with criminal charges for filing a false police report. And now she's at it yet again, but repeating the same false allegations in a new legal complaint doesn't make them any more true. Nick is looking forward to the evidence being presented and the truth about these malicious schemes coming to light. So in a way, it seems like Carter, or at least Carter's lawyer, is saying that Ruth and AR are almost working together to get these claims, according to Nick's lawyer, bogus claims. But yeah, again, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Um, but yeah, it just it, it's it's interesting that you know last December we had Shannon Shea Ruth. Now we have this woman from Pennsylvania, AR, with yeah. you know, the same allegations. So it, it's and and look. If you remember, um, there was supposed to be a like a holiday special featuring the Backstreet Boys. That I mean, they ran promos on ABC. It was going to air, and then after that first one came out from Shannon Shea Ruth about those alleged allegations against Nick Carter, they pulled the plug. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's cost not only Nick Carter, but it's cost the Backstreet Boys some some issues with you know promoting you know, the band having shows and pulling the plug now, because I mean, uh, you know, it it's got to be true. You don't want to be associated, but I mean, you, you can't really afford to take that chance. Yeah. Well, and that like the timing of it, you know, I will say like, first of all, like I, I believe victims. I, I, it's, it's a big thing. If you're, to to come forward if you've experienced something like this to be able to be to have that strength to come forward and and do something about it is immense and you know kudos to them for coming forward um but the timing of both of these allegations it like it it's almost like masterful like you said the christmas special from last year mm-hmm. and then in sync is getting back together to do a song for trolls, right. the movie. And it's like everyone's kind of been looking over at Backstreet Boys, like, hey, NSYNC's getting back together. Like, what's what are the Backstreet Boys gonna do? Like, are they gonna have like they've got all this momentum going, surely? And it's it the timing of it is just so well placed, like for like for karma, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. Wow. Now um i i haven't seen any of the other um backstreet boys say anything they probably about the recent i mean and, and and you know 
they may not have been asked. They may have said something. I mean, I, I don't see anything that, you know, I, I haven't seen anything in the, in the news that, you know, one of the other members have, you know, said anything about it, but I think for probably the, for the most part, they probably just need to stay quiet until, yeah, until they are, you know, they can legally say something. Yeah. I bet that they are, I bet that they're all under very strict order to just not acknowledge, not speak yeah. on and not talk about it at all. Right. Don't, don't add it. Don't add any more fuel to the fire right yeah. now. You know, if, if it does, if it does turn out that these allegations are true, then obviously, you know, you can say what you need to say, or if it goes the other way where these allegations are false, then obviously you can say what you need to say, but you're right. I think that legally they probably, their, their camps are like, just stay quiet. Yeah. And that's probably the smartest. Oh yeah. Like the for safest sure. option at this point. I mean, obviously they're all targeted toward Nick. So, you know, Nick is obviously going to to say things on, on behalf, you know, his lawyer will say things on behalf of him. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't see anywhere where Nick himself has said anything. It's all just been through his lawyer, which again, smart for now. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll keep an eye on this one too. Okay. So, Throughout the summer, as we kind of recap, you know, the unofficial end to summer has happened over the Labor Day weekend. Um, didn't do much over Labor Day weekend. So, I mean, in, in, in past episodes, we kind of talk about some of the big movies of the summer. And my wife and I have seen The Flash, which was a fun movie, but it didn't live up to the hype. But I think from the summer, there's been two movies that, I didn't really expect to be such big summer. I mean, they I, look Oppenheimer. You if you're if you're a history buff, like okay, yeah, this could be good. I didn't expect it that it was going to be that huge, alongside the Barbie movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and look, Barbie. I mean, it was when the trailer came out. I was like, you know, this is going to be a fun movie. And it's geared more toward, you know, the teens and those that, you know, played with Barbie and, and kind of know the, the history of Barbie. Not so much for like kids that are currently playing with Barbie. But I mean, the the cast was good. And I thought, OK, you know what? This will be a fun movie. I did not expect it was going to be a billion dollar blockbuster. I agree. I, I expected it to be. I expected it to be big. I expected it to be huge. I did not expect it to have this huge. I, I didn't expect it to be a global phenomenon. Oh, for like, sure. Just the, the freaking chokehold that Barbie, the movie, has had us in <laughs> for the last several months has been it, absolutely insane. We had like themed um my hometown in Decatur, Illinois, just uh over a little bit. Um they they had like a full blown like pink carpet event <laughs> where we had uh uh it's it's black barbie i went to school with her so that was really cool black barbie she's got like a whole brigade of like cosplayers essentially with her they did this huge like pink carpet paint the town pink moment where you went to this like vip event and then they you, you're supposed to wear pink and then you strutted over to the local theater and there was a, a private viewing of the Barbie movie. It was insane. Just the fact that, like, this was such a huge... I still haven't seen Barbie. In fact, I really... I, I do want to go see it. But yeah. I, I'm an Oppenheimer girly. 
I really, really <laughs> loved Oppenheimer. I saw it twice. <laughs> it's a long movie, but I well, did go see it. It's a, a Christopher time. Nolan film. All his movies are long. Of course, but I love Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy and Florence Pugh. Oh my God. I mm-hmm. the, the that's why I expected Oppenheimer to do well because obviously Christopher Nolan, but this the 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 cast yeah. was insanely stacked. I mean, both movies were. So oh, I, I expected sure. them to be big, but holy crap. And yeah. just and it was global, like it was worldwide. I mean, even um Warner Brothers Japan was upset about it because there was the Barbenheimer like memes and stuff. And obviously Japan, not, not Oppenheimer's biggest fan because he invented the atomic bomb and obviously it was a, an instrumental in, in, in deploying that against Japan in world war two. So there was like memes that like cause a huge cultural like significance. It was wild. Yeah. And, and look, I, I think that because Oppenheimer was put out by Universal, Barbie movie by Warner Brothers, I think it was a smart move because you had the Barbie movie, which obviously geared toward the females. So if, you know, you had the, the, the couples that were like, you know what, I don't want to see the Barbie movie. Okay, you go see the Barbie movie. I want to go see stuff get blown up in Oppenheimer. <laughs> so you had... You basically had a split date night where you had the the ladies night at the Barbie movie and maybe the guys night on the history buffs at Oppenheimer. And I think it worked perfectly. It was like the perfect box office storm because you had two completely opposite types of films that fit two completely different types of demographics and interests and whatever and the, and like you said, the, the the casts were stacked. I mean, Killian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, and it's a Christopher Nolan film on Oppenheimer, who developed the atomic bomb. And on the other hand, you had the Barbie movie, which I mean is a pop icon, and you had Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, uh, Kate McKinnon. I mean, the the names go on and on for the Barbie movie. So I think when those two movies came out, you know, at the same time, pretty much it was, a, it was like box office. Like, yes, we're getting people back to the theater again and making movies that are going to make like a billion dollars. It's in, I mean, it was the, the perfect box office summer storm for two movies that, you know, people kind of, I think at least for me thought, you know what, they're going to do well, but never expected to be like Marvel, Endgame Avengers level. Yeah. I mean, the Barbie movie did so well that it is now Warner Brothers' biggest um, domestic box office earner. It beat The Dark Knight. <laughs> That's insane. Barbie beat Batman. What, and, what a power move. Yeah, and, and now I'm reading that globally Oppenheimer overtook Barbie. Did it really? It is the second highest grossing R-rated movie film in history. This is according to uh, Collider. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, we're, or, uh, let's see. Worldwide, Oppenheimer has made, and this this came out um, uh, on Thursday, 
August 31st. Globally, Oppenheimer has made $777.9 million worldwide. Dang. Yeah. That's wild. Right. And so the um, the highest uh, R-rated gross or, or highest grossing R-rated film is, uh, uh, let's see, is it Joker? Yeah, it's second place, um, beating out Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, which sits right behind the Joker. Wow. It starred uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, so, yeah, and I, I never expected those two movies to, to, to do as well as they did, but, I mean, it was, it was actually really cool to see, though. Yeah, and, and look, the even like the promotions leading up to the films were great. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, the 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 trailers for Barbie, and just the whole overall leading up to the film was great. Same with Oppenheimer. You know, I mean, you yeah. you had like the Killian Murphy and the flames from the atomic bomb. I mean, it was. I mean, it's a true, I mean, it's a historic, it's a true story. It's, you know, it's based on, you know, the making of the atomic bomb. Yeah. You know, and so I, I and I, and I think that, and I, and I really want to see this film, but from what you've said and what other people said, it was done very well. I think so. I, I, like I said, I'm a history buff and, and granted the movie itself is based off of a book based off of the life of, uh, of uh, Robert Oppenheimer. <clears throat> so it is a little, there is, of course, there's, you know, creative liberties taken um, in certain areas, but it's, it is, it's very, it was very well done. And I really do feel like the acting made it because it's, it's, it's a three hour long film and Christopher Nolan, you know, it's a, it's a drama. You know, there's a lot going on that it can be a little. It's it's not like go 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 the whole time. So if you're right. like, it's not an action film. It's a drama. So it's it's. I could see how I, that's that's what surprises me because I'm interested in the subject matter, which is why I enjoyed the movie. I didn't mind sitting three hours and watching it, but if you don't care about like history, like if that's not really like your thing, I could see why it might not be something you'd want to sit three hours in a movie theater for. That's why like it surprised me just how successful it has been. Cause yeah. Cause not everybody's like going to sit through a three hour long drama. Oh yeah. Killing sure. Murphy is just wow. Wow. And he's a thin guy anyway. Like he's always been very slender. He looks so skinny. He does. And you're I you're right. I mean, I, I've seen him in other roles. And you're right. This this role, he does look like almost scary thinny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way too thin. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, Oppenheimer was a thin dude too. I don't know what the the drive was there. I, I think he was trying to show like how the, like the stress that Oppenheimer was under 
showed through in his inability to like eat. Oh, okay. So it, it was, it was very, it was very well done in my opinion. I, I very much enjoyed it. Like I said, I went and saw it twice. <laughs> All right, so some of the other things that obviously with like the with the SAG after strike, we haven't really had much like new TV shows or anything. I mean, if you haven't noticed a lot of reruns for a lot of your favorite shows because they can't act, they can't promote, they can't do anything right now. Um, Selena Gomez recently got into a little bit of trouble because she posted about uh, the upcoming season of uh, Only Murders in the Building. And that went against uh, SAG after strike rules. So she had to take it down and people called her out on it. Well, like I didn't understand what she was promoting. She said that she was missing her people. Right. Right. And I, and I think that, but because she tagged only, only uh, murders in the building, which again is a show that she uh, works on. I think that that, that was why I think if I, she had left it without tagging, like if she just said, Hey, missing my, my co-stars. Yeah, you know, I I think that would have been okay, but after you tag the show, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. That I think that 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 was kind of the red flag. Um, but I feel like during the summer, at least for my wife and I, we always watch shows. Like we get on the bandwagon too late. Like last year, I think we were watching Game of Thrones. Oh um, wow, we, we've watched twice already, just because. Oh, okay. But now like, the first time I know, but now we've jumped on the walking dead praise. Oh, wow. Like three years too late. <laughs> so we, 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 we just finished season eight. Um, because we, you know, we watched the last of us. And so obviously when the last of us is done, it's like, well, you know, the last of us is so good. We played the games. And so it's like, gosh, we, we need something. And so you were thinking like, well, the walking dead is, kind of like that instead of you know people with this with the the uh they call them the clickers and all the or um the last of us when they're infected yeah. with the fungal thing you know the last of us or the the walking dead you know zombie virus type thing okay give that a shot and immediately after like the first couple of episodes we were sucked in so we've been binge watching that like i said we we recently finished season eight. We're in season nine. Um, did you did you ever watch The Walking Dead? Uh, yeah, I fell off. I don't know what season I fell off of, but I yeah, I I abandoned it at some point. But I did watch it yeah. religiously. I I've met people that you know watched the show and then they fell off, and I've you know talked with people that have stayed on till the end. Now I know they got like the spinoffs, like the Fear the Walking Dead, and is there another yeah. one? Or is that the um, only one? Daryl Dixon, uh, Norman Reedus is getting his own spinoff, I believe. Okay, I did see that, yeah. And then and so, I thought that Andrew Lincoln, I thought that Rick was getting a spinoff as well, but I could be wrong. So or did get a spin I don't know. Um, where we left off was um, in season eight, uh, Rick and his, his group you know, basically get the the saviors to surrender. Uh, Rick was going to kill Negan, but decided not to have him saved. And so now he's basically going to keep him prisoner, I guess. Um, and hopefully I'm not spoiling this for those that did not watch The Walking Dead. So 
I'm sorry, but spoilers. <laughs> um, uh, Maggie, uh, the guy they call Jesus. <laughs> if you, oh, if you yeah. want to know why, he looks just, I mean, he's got the hair, the beard. It, it, okay, yeah, he look. He does have like Jesus. that Jared Leto look. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, and and uh, Daryl decide that, you know, it was... It, they, they didn't want Negan to live. They wanted him to die. So they were going to kind of almost like go off and do their own thing. So, you know, the, the, the band has broken up after eight seasons. Um, so yeah, that's where we left off. But I, I will say though, that the walking dead had a lot of surprises that we did yeah. not see. I mean, there's a lot of like sudden characters that just like, you did not expect to be killed off or killed off. And it, there was no warning. It was just kind of like, boop. And you almost had to, like, it didn't register for a minute. There was, I forget which one it was. There was one that really caught us by surprise. I can't remember which one it was. But, I mean, you're just sitting there watching the episode, and all of a sudden, boom! Uh. And, and you're just, I mean, you're sitting there, and my wife and I are looking at you like, did that, did that just, pause it, did that just <laughs> happen? <laughs> I mean, you you have to kind of just take a minute. That's actually where I fell off. Is like because I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I love Jeffrey oh, Dean Morgan. I'll tell I you was, what, his character Negan. You hate him. Oh my god! Well, and that was the thing. It was like I love him so much, and I was so excited for him to be Negan. And when it was, it was that first episode. Yeah, I guess it was the like the last episode, the cliffhanger episode. You know the one. That's yep. when I was like, I'm no longer emotionally invested in this show. Like, I no longer, no, I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. The stress that it oh, is. <laughs> after those first, like those first and second episodes of that season, where you find out who it was that Negan killed. I expect my wife. My like, wife was like, we have. I, she goes. I mean, she was. She was pretty distraught after that. I mean, okay. it's a pretty Spoilers. gruesome episode. And so I think, it's, I think which one were you more devastated about? Okay. I was, pro I really liked Abraham. That's me, man. I, I and, and look, everyone loves Glenn and I like oh, Glenn too, but that one, that one, you kind of felt like, whoa, that was uncalled for. Yes. Like Abraham. Like okay. All right. Let's get it over with. But then, then Glenn. It, you're it like, was like, oh, it was too far. Yeah, it was like a bait and switch. The thing is, we saw the death flags for Glenn for seasons. Like, we have seen it for so many episodes. We're like, okay, yeah. Glenn's going to go. Like, he's going to go. Like, we know it. So when they did Abra, I was like, no. Uh-uh. Not my, not my <laughs> beefy ginger boy. Absolutely. Oh. I was devastated like glenn it was like i had already come to terms with the fact that that was going to happen but when they took abraham out i was like i i no longer love this show right. <laughs> i'm done and then i had read about uh what's it's chandler what's his name carl yeah, yeah. I, I i had read about that, his that one was actor. tough too yeah I, I couldn't watch it i couldn't watch it i stopped watching because i had read that he wasn't like that that was going to happen or like a spoiler or like a, a leak i guess had gotten out and i was like i'm i'm not gonna i can't watch that like he was the reason i i was invested so it's like mm -hmm. it seemed kind of it, it yeah. seemed kind of like the point was lost if you lose him you lose the point to me 
And because it, it was yeah. like, that's why Rick is doing this is for his kids. And I know there's still, mm-hmm. is it Judith? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, yep. I didn't, I, I, I was done. <laughs> I was done. That was it. They too many, <laughs> the one death too many. But I will say though, that as we got to see Jeffrey D. Morgan as Negan Moore, I hate to say it, but it's like, gosh, I, I don't want to like this guy, but just the way he talks and acts and says things you're like, God, that's funny. Oh, I love him. I love him. I, I love him so much. You, you it was like, I hate to love him, him, but you're just like, mm. <laughs> I love to love him. I thought he was amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's... he did it so well. Well, yeah, and it's so... like there, there's no, there's no good and bad. There's no righteous and evil. Like they're all just fighting for their lives. You yeah. know, they're in a post-apocalyptic world, essentially. Like right. this is, there's no, there's no good and bad. It's just who does they and have... who doesn't. Right. They have their people they're trying to protect against other people who are trying to infringe. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't realize this, but fun fact. I mean, I knew I knew about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So in the in the beginning of Batman v Superman, when we see the the title, the beginning title credits roll, and we get to see again for the 80th time Bruce Wayne's parents being killed. Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad. Martha Wayne, who is Bruce Wayne's father, is played by the actress who played Maggie in The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. I did not know that because what's fun is when we go and watch these series, what we like to do is my wife and I could go like on IMDb and say, okay, what else have they been in? And when I saw that the actress who plays Maggie was Martha Wayne in Batman v Superman, I was like, so Negan and, and Maggie were Bruce Wayne's parents? What? <laughs> Is that I some old Zack Snyder walking dead Easter egg that we all missed way back when? Or at least for me. I'm sure everyone else is like, oh, that's that's Negan and Maggie. And I'm, I'm like, who? What? Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. So that's a little I, fun fact for you. I just watched on, I think it was Netflix, The Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's my jam. Like, like spooky. I that, that's going to be like kind of like its own little universe thing. I hope so. I hope so. It ended on like a cliffhanger or not a cliffhanger, but on like a, like there could be an option for more. And I hope that there is more. Cause I felt like Russell Crowe was amazing. It was a very, very good movie. And I did the exact same thing because there's a voice. The actor isn't actually featured in it, but his, there's a voiceover and I, I was watching it. And that, that's exactly what I do with IMDB. I was sitting there and I could hear his voice and I'm like, I know that demon. And Brandon's like, what? I, I know my, that demon. My husband's <laughs> like, what did you just say? I was like, the demon. I know his voice. Who is that? And I had to like look it up real fast. Um, and he, he's he's been in, he's in the Harry Potter franchise, which is he's just got that like Yorkshire accent that it's just so recognizable and it's very gravelly. It was oh, it was perfect. And I, was, I do that all the time when I'm like, I recognize that voice or I know that person. <laughs> what is his? What has he been in? So I'm actually <laughs> on. I'm actually on IMDb right now because I'm trying to see because Batman v Superman came out in 2016 and that was when the episodes yeah. with um, with uh, Negan and all of them came out. So I'm trying to see what what when was it that this movie came out? I should just look it up somewhere else. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice came out. I release date was March twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. So, 
it was almost like it was meant to happen because those episodes didn't come out till later in 2016. Oh. So the the last episode of uh, season six of The Walking Dead, which is where we, we first get to see Negan, that debuted on April 3rd, 2016. So somehow Batman v Superman was like, hey, we're going to we're going to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, we're going to release a movie the week before the new episode comes out and people are like, what? <laughs> Look at Zack yeah. Snyder. Give a little, a little hint, hint on the. Uh, of course, I'm sure we all knew by the, by that point that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to play Negan in the show, but yeah. kind of a little 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 Walking Dead, uh, Batman v Superman Easter egg there. If you, if you didn't know that, oh for sure, I'm sure everyone else did. I just didn't at the time. I just found out, you know, eight years, not, seven years later. Not to backtrack back to the movie theater, but did you see? Did you see that Taylor Swift is releasing the Eras tour? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you're like 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 Shiler and millions <laughs> of other people that didn't get to get tickets, you can go check it out in the theater. And and I think I read that like um, AMC theaters and such have have updated their ticketing process to accommodate the possible explosion of people buying movie tickets to go yeah, see this crashed. on the big on the big screen. Yeah, Swifties crashed the AMC app yesterday. Like See, the app just was not working. You couldn't log in. You couldn't get on there. It's better now because I just checked. Better, but yeah. but tickets are on sale. So I, I think the the, the movie is going to hit theaters October 13th. Yes. 13. Of course. of course. It would not be any other way. Of course. It has to be on well, a 13. Well, I knew something was happening on October 13th. It's Friday the 13th. It's the 13th. And it's right before um, the re-release of 1989. So it's like something is going to happen on that Friday. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to your local theater on October 13th, get there early because you might be waiting in line for a bit for popcorn and, and whatever else or yeah, just to get the, your tickets because a bunch of Swifties are going to be there and you might be hearing some screaming in the theater next door to you. The limited edition um, Taylor Swift popcorn bucket and oh and signature cup for your for your popcorn and soft drinks. Oh, boy. Have you got your tickets yet? You know I do. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going. And we're not going to see it just once. I want to see it again. Oh, yeah. Well, and my parents are coming to visit that weekend. So I'm like, no, I can't go like opening weekend, which is probably for the best. <laughs> so what if but it's, it's only playing... like a one night only type thing. No, it's playing um, until November 5th, I think. Oh, so it's going to be there it's for playing, almost a month. Okay. Yeah, it's playing for a few weeks, and it's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday showings. Okay. Well, that, maybe that I'll makes go sense. On a, maybe I'll go on like a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> go, I'm go, go, like see, a go see the, the matinee. That's right. Go see the very first showing when <laughs> some of the Swifties aren't maybe quite up yet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> How to wear the outfit that I had picked out for the Eras tour if I had gotten tickets. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that there are, are thousands of Swifties that had their outfit picked out that are now disappointed. But like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the theater and and go wear my Swifty outfit. Oh, absolutely. Watch it on the big screen. Yeah. So it's almost like you're there. Yeah. Did you see that Beyonce? Um, for her, for the Renaissance tour, she's asking everyone to wear silver. 
and it's causing people to like be in a frenzy because they had this outfit picked out for like six months for this show and now they have to change it because Beyonce wants them to wear silver so they have to change okay, their let, let's take a step back do you really think that if you don't wear silver that they're not going to let you in no, well, that's not what it is. They just want to do it for Beyonce. Beyonce was like, I would love it if everybody just was chromed out. And they're like, I need to change my outfit. Girl, she don't care that much. No. You already bought the ticket. Look, <laughs> she just... If 70% of the crowd's in silver, we're going to be okay. Yeah, you're good. That's like for like college football and, and NFL football. Oh, it's it's the uh, it's the, the white out game. Everyone wear white. Not every fan is wearing white in the stadium. Yeah. A large majority of them are, but not everyone is. All right, let's finish up with our WAS story, which, Charlotte, you got, because I had no idea this has happened, but apparently a baby finally has their name. Yes, baby is no longer literally baby. On the birth certificate for Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson's son for the last 13 months has been baby kardashian but no more they used the past year and some change to pick out not only a first name but to decide whose last name the baby was going to receive okay and now they have ultimately decided with tatum thompson so we've got true and tatum okay i don't hate it oh no i think it's adorable yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, look, we we have. Tatum is a good solid name. It and is I a just, good solid name. Yeah, and it comes with the TT. Yeah, and look, you have you know North. <laughs> yeah, it could be weirder. Um, just look at her cousins. <laughs> yeah, it, it it could be. It could be way out there. Um, in left field. Um, what, what's what's Kim's other? Um, Psalm Saint. That's it. Yeah. 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 I, four, um, right? I think so. Four or five. Yeah. Something like that. I'm looking up. Yeah. North Saint. Um, oh boy. I need, I need to see their names again. I just, I cannot believe like I get them all mixed up. West girl. I'm, North That's it. North Saint, really Chicago, crazy. and Psalm. That's it. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I mean, you kind of think like when these kids get older, it's like, really? Yeah. Have you seen? Um, like, okay, it, we're getting in. All the other of them have like pretty much regular names: Kim, Chloe, Courtney with a K, Kylie, Kendall. But then you got, you know, their, you know, North Saint. Now, granted, with Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's like North Chicago. I mean, do we, I mean, could we have named him after maybe another, like da Dallas? That's a city. Uh, Dallas also, would be better. That'd be better. Um, and Psalm. I mean, like, like, like the the Bible book, Psalm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the uh, college football names for this year? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, there are some good ones this year. I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get on a tangent real fast, but I've got a list of them real fast. 
General Booty. No. Or from Oklahoma. No, please tell me this is not the key and peel type thing. Is this this is real? Real life people. Kool-Aid McKinstry. Pig Cage. Decoldis Crawford. Fun fun fact. I watched him play. I've seen Decoldis Crawford. Okay. Yeah, he plays for Nebraska. So I've I've been to a couple Nebraska games. Storm Duck. Storm Duck? <laughs> Boogie Knight. No. I swear to God. No. Squirrel White. <laughs> Bumper Pool. Major Burns. <laughs> Okay, I have I have found this. Yes, I have found that these names. Yes, and this is from ESPN. So the this is legit. Yeah, Major Burns from LSU, Squirrel <laughs> White from Tennessee, Thunder Justice, Stanford. <laughs> Where is my my favorite one? Um, I'll end it with this one. I I got to find what school he he goes to, but it's Mobility. <laughs> Mobility. Steel Chambers from Ohio State. Oh, wow. I have got to get with my sports director on this one. <laughs> There's one that's like a curse word. Oh, sh- oh no. <laughs> yeah. Can we? Can, I don't know. You can't <laughs> yeah, say well, it here. Skip, let's skip that one. If you want to go find that one, I'll go look on your own. Yeah. But I'm like, how did you get through school with that being your name? Like, there's no way, like, the teacher didn't bring up the roster for the class and go, oh, wait, I, uh, what? Oh, I see the name. It's from Boston College. Yes. Yeah, go, go look up that one on your own. I'm sure it's pronounced something else. Probably. But, but. Oh, boy. I am going to save this one for another time. Oh, this yeah. one is going to be talked to with our sports directors. Like, here. I don't know if you saw this, but. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, maybe we'll see him play our precious Boilermakers. Maybe. Well, I'll yeah. we going to those games for Purdue sure. Purdue does play Ohio State, so we're going to see Steel Chambers for one. Let's go. Uh, well, on that note, that ends this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. It's a recap and discuss some of the big entertainment news from the week. Make sure you subscribe as we new, as we uh, drop new episodes every Tuesday. And uh, you can always listen to episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. For Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week.